Hello friends, welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well-being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences, and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business, and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello friends, I am so excited to be bringing you another episode that is going to be a case study and deep dive into um, a client experience, but it also comes with like a really practical exercise that you get to take away and apply into your own business because this exercise is really at the heart and soul of what allowed my client and I to really do the work that we did inside of the six months together. So this client that I'm going to be diving into for today's case study came to me feeling pretty close to being fully booked, feeling at their full capacity in terms of client roster, but really feeling like they weren't making the money that they really wanted to be making and kind of feeling in a gridlock around feeling like they had clients, but they didn't have capacity, but they weren't actually earning what they wanted to. They were also struggling with just navigating it all. This client had a very full life outside of business. This client has children and a family life and work and did have um, some part-time contract work that they were doing in addition to their business um, as part of like a pay the bills type of role. So This client really was at a point of needing some clarity to figure out what it was going to take to get to that next level and be able to bring in the income that they wanted through the business. What I think is also fascinating um, is this client wanted to work with me because of my marketing background, and they really thought that the problem was their marketing and messaging that needed to get refined, um, planning like the launch and the openings of their program was part of the work that needed to be done. And it's always hilarious because that was absolutely not the work that we did. And or that was maybe like a 15 minute conversation within the scope of most of our sessions. And the majority of the work that we ended up doing was actually more based in the inner work um, that allowed us to get to the outer action. So this client went from kind of coming to me in that position of feeling maxed out, close to burnt out and feeling a little bit like stuckness gridlock. And after about six months, this client um, was fully booked with their full capacity of one-on-one clients, which for them was about 10 one-on-one clients. This client 
this client had their highest cash month in business. They had recurring revenue and were booked out for six months in advance. This client was, I think they had doubled their prices um, by the time we ended our work together. And they were also doing the work to kind of integrate and, and move towards another pricing increase. This client had pretty significant demand and had a really locked in strategy where they knew exactly how to fill spots when they opened up. And they, I think most of all was the feeling of feeling like the work that they were doing was enough, really feeling like they didn't have to go into overworking, over delivering, feeling maxed out and depleted by just trying to get to that maximum number and really feeling a lot more spacious, a lot more neutral around pricing, around um, the work that was involved with getting to booking out and signing clients. And so I wanted to share this example because I feel like this is like the prime type of result that people want is to, you know, go from like, and and because this client had um, been offering like different rates to different clients and had different packages at the time, even though they had their roster full, a lot of the same kinds of um, experiences that coaches who aren't fully booked were were appearing for this client as well, right? So there's the instability of like, well, if I'm not making the money that I want, then I need more clients. So how do I get more clients? And how do I get people who are willing to pay the rates? And all of those kind of same doubts, thought patterns, and fears around how to sustain and hold it were coming up for this client. And so I feel like everyone wants that transformation where they can go from like, zero to fully booked or, you know, like 1k to 5k or whatever that that looks like for them. And so I think what I am very excited to do is show you one of the core pieces of the inner work that we did that really allowed my client to tap into making the moves that they needed to make. And I'll actually break down the moves that we made over the course of our, you know, 18 sessions over six months that allowed them to end up in that position and feel so much more grounded and confident in their business and the sustainability of their business and sales process, but also to get that result of being fully booked, of being fully booked six months in advance, right? Because that's another thing that can get a little wonky in our industry is people be like, I'm fully booked for the month of whatever, but like, A month later, they're not fully booked because that package only lasts for like two months and then they're kind of in that feast and famine cycle. And so I think so much goodness here in terms of what this client was able to create for themselves and step into. And I want to break down what that work specifically was so that you can really see the process and then ideally take this exercise and apply it to your own business and see what this helps you tap into in terms of the results that you want to create. So the way that we really like if I were going to distill what happened with this client, right, where we went from having mixed rate clients and all over the place packages at the beginning to getting fully booked at raised prices for six months in advance, the the primary formula that we followed was we got their belief um, in, in a really good place. We set really good boundaries 
And the belief and the boundaries work allowed this client to take the simple and strategic actions that were necessary to get them to fully booked at those increased prices. And so one of the things that became pretty obvious to me after a couple of sessions with this client was that they had developed some narratives about what it meant to be successful and hardworking. This client had a successful corporate career prior to starting their coaching business, um, and they also had a lot of responsibilities in their family life. And so one of the um, the things that we looked at was looking at this person's relationship to work and also identifying like what was going to be this client's North Star? What did they actually want to create through their business? Because I think what happens so often is that when we get into business, we kind of go into autopilot around the way we're used to operating. And we set that towards the new goal that we have in entrepreneurship. So maybe whereas when we were in our previous career, it was like a work project and we wanted to get it done and we were focused and zeroed in on that. This now becomes like, let me figure out how to sign XYZ clients so I can make XYZ revenue and pay my bills. But we sometimes go about creating results in the same way that we used to. And so we end up with the same dynamic of burnout, of feeling not enough, of overworking, and kind of build this, you know, when people talk about like building themselves the same prison that they had at their nine to five, this is kind of what happens is we've never really reworked what it means to create results and success from a different place. And so what I like to do with clients who are kind of in need of some deconditioning from the old and need kind of a recalibration is I love to help them write a new work story and really tap into this alternate version of themselves that exists, but is maybe a little bit quieter. So for me personally, like you, if you're a client of mine, you've probably heard me talk about myself in like these three different ways. I'll talk about CEO Shari, Coach Shari, and Shari the Human. And the reason I like to speak about myself in these different versions is it's really helpful to compartmentalize like which part of my persona is coming to the table. And the the reason for this is these different versions of me have slightly different priorities. And so in different contexts, it's helpful to pull on them. Um, I also feel like drawing on these different personas for me personally comes with a different energy. So like often in my onboarding call with new clients, I will delineate our boundaries for like Voxer and coaching and like how I interact with them on social media. Because I have had clients who were friends who became clients or clients who eventually become friends or, you know, maybe they're colleagues in the space and they hire me. And so we've been interacting on Instagram and in the DMs, but now we're engaging in a professional relationship in a client coach capacity. And so I like to make it clear that like, if you want coaching, you need to bring it to me in Voxer. If you DM me on Instagram or if one of your posts shows up in my feed, I'm going to comment like Shari the human for my own sanity and boundaries. I do not filter that through the lens of Coach Shari. Um, one, because I personally don't think that is very um, supportive from a client perspective to feel like your coach is watching you on social media, particularly like if we're working on your marketing strategy, or we're talking about something like that, like, I don't want my clients to feel like I'm checking in on whether or not they 
did the action item or not, or I'm judging them. And unfortunately, I have heard horror stories of other coaches who have done this to their clients. And I think it just sets up a really weird, tense dynamic. And so the way that feels good for me to navigate around that is I just context switch and I go, when I'm on Instagram, I am going to treat you like a peer, like a colleague, and I'm going to cheer you on and hype you up. And I'm going to like really take any comment you give to me and from Shari the human. If you say, I don't know, if you want feedback on a post, bring that to me in Boxer, I will respond like Shari the coach and give critical feedback and neutral perspective. And so for me, having those different versions of myself to tap into is a really clear way for me to draw boundaries, but also for me to get more of what I want, right? If I bring Shari the human into my coaching session with a client, like that's going to have a very different result than what I want for the session, right? Shari the human might have personal opinions about what's going on or might have a um, like a personal experience that resonates with what is what a client is going through, right? But the point is like my client, when they're coming to session, they need a coach, they need someone to help them gain the perspective that they need on their situation and move through it according to their values and their desires. They don't need to hear like what Shari went through and how she moved through that because that may or may not be relevant to what they're going through. Now, obviously, if a client like wants my perspective and my personal experience, like it's not like I won't give it to them. But for me, that falls more under the guise of mentorship and can be useful to hear and very permission giving. But for me, that is a different um, modality, I would say, than, than coaching. And so for that reason, I think it can be really helpful, especially if you're struggling with client boundaries, with um, worthiness issues, with really trying to ground into asking for what you want, claiming what you want, the level of success you want to achieve in your business, it can be really helpful to tap into this alternate version of yourself and find like an alter ego that feels kind of good and fun to play and a character you can tap into to help you kind of turn on that switch mentally. So some of my clients, like I have clients who like are very much identify as like perfectionists, have a tendency to want to like over craft, over action and strategize. And so for them, it's about tapping into like this inner, lazy, taken care of type of CEO energy. I have other clients who can feel really easily um, caretaking or can really fall into people pleasing tendencies. And so for them, being in their leadership energy might be more of being like, for any one of you, you just might have a version of your leadership energy that needs to kind of be brought to the forefront. And I think tapping into what you want that to be is so powerful because everyone's version of leadership energy is going to feel different and you want the version that's going to feel good to you. And so that's why when I'm noticing that a client is really stuck in like work patterns and thought patterns that aren't in service of what they want to create, So they are really prioritizing working hard, working at the expense of themselves, feeling depleted at the end of their work, you know, offering things that they don't necessarily like 100% want to offer, but they feel like people really like when they do it. So they should just keep doing it. And they're kind of on autopilot. That's when I think it's helpful to come to this exercise and create 
this North Star version of what you want, what you want your business to be, what you want your relationship with work to be professionally in your business, and to really use that to ground into the energy that you need to make those decisions. So specifically, I typically recommend you do this process of writing a new story, like while something else captures it. So in a coaching session, right, I often will like, ask my clients like questions, they'll close their eyes, they'll kind of start to sink in imaginatively into this version of themselves that is, you know, living the dream. And I ask them to paint me the picture basically from when they wake up in the morning, all the way to when they set their head on the pillow at night at the end of the day to go to sleep. And so I recommend that if you're doing this for yourself, you either like, you know, record yourself, or you um, maybe can actively like journal and write it out. I don't recommend you do this in something like a Google Doc or um, something where like you have to be actively interacting with stuff as it comes out. It's really helpful if you can just have the space held to kind of do this stream of conscious and then you can digest it in a second step. So either find like a business friend or someone that you trust who could like prompt and ask you the questions and either act as your scribe or potentially like just set up your Zoom or your phone recorder and just walk yourself through these questions verbally and then listen back to it later. But I think what's most important when you're doing this exercise and writing a new story for yourself is really to spend time describing what's happening in the small details and kind of paint a picture. Think of painting a picture as opposed to like naming, uh, I don't know, like a checklist, right? So you really want to talk about how you're feeling towards yourself, how you're feeling towards others, what's happening, how are things feeling, what do they look like, how are you moving throughout your day? Um, basically from when you wake up in the in the morning to when you sit down to go to work, what time are you doing that? What does it feel like as you navigate and pivot towards, you know, personal time in your day or family time, like, just paint the full picture of what does it look like for you to be at end game? What does it look like for you to be living the dream? Just paint that full picture. And so once you go through that process, and with this particular client, what they realized was like, I really didn't even have the space to paint this full picture, but it was so clear. Like, I literally didn't even have to ask that many follow-up questions to this client. Like, they went on for probably, like, five to ten minutes really painting me this very vivid description. And I think so many of us have this vivid description in our hearts and in our minds that we just aren't bringing to the forefront when we're in the day-to-day implementation of our work. And it's often become like this result that we weaponize against ourselves, where it's like, I need to fill up at 10 clients, or I need to get to 5k, 10k, 20k months, like whatever that is for you. But we forget to sink into the feelings. And the reason that I think these feelings are so helpful is because these feelings anchor us in to what it would be like to be at that level of success, right? And And for this client in particular, one of the things that kept coming up was like, at that level where they are living the dream, they actually aren't that concerned with money. They actually 
feel a lot freer around clients. They're not super in the weeds of wanting and needing because their needs are met, right? There's a feeling of being supported, of having their own back, of feeling the lightness of that. And so I want to reflect that to you because I think those are the things that we forget that happen on the other side of transformation. And those are the things that we want in your work story so that you can really um, have that in a single consolidated place. And then what I recommend after that is that you like whether you've journaled it out in writing, whether you've like put it in a couple of voice notes, or whether you know, you have a friend who is asking you questions and taking notes for you. Like, once you're done with that process, I highly recommend you record yourself reading that entire work story like a script, you'll probably end up with like a page or two pages um, typed up of a script. And I really recommend that my clients record themselves and listen to that on a regular basis, whether that's like every day as before you dive into work, whether that's a couple times a week, like really help your brain reprogram into that version of what you want so that you can be moving through your workday with that lens. And that really helps making like decision filtering so much easier. So my client did this. Um, I'm going to pull up some of the things that came up. I want to protect the the confidentiality and privacy of this client. So I won't share like, you know, every single thing that that came up for them. Um, but I know that sometimes it can be helpful to have um, these specifics. And in fact, you know what, I think I'm just going to pull up uh, the, the work story of a different client so that you can have some examples of what this is like, but we're not risking um, identifying anyone. Okay, so one client had, um, I have a great balance between work and play, I'm able to set boundaries easily that allow me to work when I need to, as well as rest and integrate when needed, always tuning into my body and what they want to feel supported. My ideal work week is Monday through Thursday. I have three dedicated days for client calls, Monday through Wednesday. I keep my Thursdays open so I can focus on admin and content and integrate the week's calls. I take one week off a month where I don't do any client calls, or if I do, it's not as heavy as the other weeks. Um, Going to later on in the day. Uh, My business allows me to thrive, and part of that is being able to afford luxury items that give me so much pleasure. I love feeling like I can give back to my community by giving people that desire to work with me but can't afford the opportunity to a scholarship for my program. I also love creating free content that inspires me and helps me um, support more humans to step into their full and then they explain the work that they did. Um, I have an office space with a neon sign that says blank on the wall. I work from a day bed. I like working with my legs up. I take calls from a desk that overlooks a beautiful garden. I love the business that I have created. Um, My business leaves me feeling excited and energized. When I go to bed at night, I hit the pillow and I have the most delicious linen sheets. Um, right. So just all of these different things are like little snippets of what this might look like or sound like as a finished product. There is no right or wrong way to do this. And yours might sound completely different. What you focus on might actually be, you might notice like the business is only like a couple of lines of that, but you really want to get into 
the feeling of it. Like, how are you feeling moving throughout your day? What are the specifics that are coming up? What is that dream and game version of you having the business that you desire really look like? And so from there, I want to walk us through um, what doing this work And writing this new story opened up for this client in terms of what were the practical elements of it, right? Because this, this work story exercise was really a means of cracking open the belief and the desire, right? And so once we have a really clear desire, it actually becomes a lot easier to take action and know what we want and what we don't want. And when we know what we want and we don't want, it becomes a lot easier to create boundaries. And that's something that this client really was challenged by. And most of the work that they did to open up both the energetic and physical capacity for themselves was around boundaries work. And if you, if boundaries is something that you struggle with or boundaries feels a little like cliche or off-putting to you, I highly recommend you go um, listen back to um, my previous episode on transforming your client results uh, through boundaries because I really think boundaries is something that gets like oversimplified sometimes in our space where we really think that boundaries is about saying no and no is a complete sentence and boundaries is about like keeping people at bay. And I explained in that episode how my lens for boundaries is really like boundaries is not about keeping people out. It's about keeping our well-being in. And the more we can hold on to keeping our own tank fueled, the better it is to be able to call in more of what we want, the easier it is for us to support people and not feel resent, resentful, burnt out, depleted when we do. And that's so much of the work that this client and I did together. So here are some of the, I mean, that's a pretty extensive list, but here's kind of some of the things that this client ended up needing to do in order to bridge that gap um, and how we kind of use the work story as that anchor point to support doing this. So first thing was this client uh, started uh, initiating the renewal conversation with their existing clients. This was something that in the past they were kind of loose about. And so they started to be more intentional about initiating that conversation with their clients and offering them the opportunity to renew, extend the work and sign on for those longer term packages if they could benefit from it. This client also did a tremendous amount of work to stop offering the things that people really expected them to, to have like one-off offers that people wanted to come back for that they really enjoyed. And they replaced them with things that really replenished them and brought them more of that even value exchange. So they stopped offering all of these like one-time little offers that people enjoyed and really found that the version of themselves that they had described in the work story had this very rooted sense of self-worth, of doing more than enough, of feeling confident, not having to over-deliver and over-give. They were really rooted in that. And so what this client really had to do was realize that what they were offering was enough without having to do all of those extras. And that freed up so much extra capacity because they weren't having their energy drained by all these micro offers and different things that they weren't even getting that much out of, but they felt like 
they were obliged to deliver. This client also started following up when people didn't respond back. In the past, this client would have just sent something out and then be left on the other side feeling ghosted or wondering what was going on and really not feeling in control of following up with someone. And so um, this client got really clear that like the version of themselves who had that trust, who really did make the money and felt, you know, in, in their full worth around the money would actually be willing to follow up. And so this client started following up and getting more responses, right? The other thing that I think was really so key and so transformational during our work together was this client realized that simplifying and leveraging things was the key to them doing more. So what this looked like was being willing to repurpose workshop content, being willing to repurpose like marketing content on social media. Um, This client was willing to take action even when there was a lot of life lifing, right? So this client had children, this client had a pretty engaged personal and social life. This was also during the like, you know, three-year pandemic. (laughs) And so um, navigating a lot of you know, a lot of life and sickness and birthdays, anniversaries, um, you know, schools being out, school being in, personal energy waxing and waning, all of those things happen. This is why I'm so passionate about my whole ass human philosophy is because if we expect our businesses to require the highest, most peak performance version of ourselves, we will always feel intention with, with creating success when our life calls on us to pay attention to other things. And so a lot of the work we did was doing things from that energy of the person who feels like enough, who is comfortable leaning on the minimums sometimes. And this client really had to lean and clarify what their minimums were at certain points and not feel that pressure to create something revolutionary, to create something new, because that's what it would take to call on these clients. This client really rooted down in their own sense of self-trust, self-worth, and that alter ego version of themselves that felt you know, very rooted in that. And they use that to anchor in their decisions in the now. So they could still hold their lead gen workshops, even when life was lifing. So they could still be putting out content, but maybe that they only had 30 minutes of time that week. And so they repurposed a lot of content instead of creating new original ideas, which the previous version of themselves would have put that pressure on themselves, right? And so This was so key because when they did these simplified leveraged actions, they still got the same results. That's the thing is often we like over action, over deliver and deplete ourselves. And we do that to get the results. So we think that we have to go and do that again next time. When we get really clear on the simplest, most strategic versions of the actions we need, those minimums to create the results, it's a lot easier to feel like running at something later because you've only tapped into like 50 or 60% of your possible like levers that you have to pull. And it feels easier to turn the volume up. If you're like 
already going at your 90, 100% just to create that first result, who the fuck is going to want to like keep growing and expanding if that's what it takes, right? And so I think this is a really like beautiful mini hack within here that you can do in terms of really supporting yourself in desiring to grow and supporting your energy in terms of making it valuable for your brain to want to keep going and keep growing instead of getting burnt out on growth. The other thing that this client really had to work on over the course of our container was not overgiving in order to show up for others. So this looked like a lot of setting boundaries with friends, um, being really intentional about social gatherings they attended that maybe weren't uh, fueling them up, but were actually resulting in people like coming to them for free coaching or wanting support. This also looked like um, intentional work blocks and l- leaning on those strategic, simple actions and getting more rigid with their time and how they were using it instead of letting things like flow over from that place of like, I need to do more because I'm not doing enough. This client had to increase their prices. This client had to be willing to look at their content and how their content was performing and tweak their sales process. And a lot of those things can be really activating when we're in a state of feeling like nothing is working. But what we really worked on was shifting from a lot is not working to seeing that there's a specific gap and here's how I'm going to solve for it. And so that's a lot of the work that we did. So for instance, this client would follow up with people who booked or said they were in, but they hadn't paid the invoice yet. And that was something that typically they would kind of stay in a stuck loop around is like, should I reach out? Should I not? I'll just sit here and wait. And it was like, no, you know what? Here's the action in my control as the CEO leadership fully in their worth version of myself. I would follow up and make sure that I have some clarity on whether this person wants to move forward and that requires payment. Let me set that boundary. And then we did a lot of self-regulation work while they were in that in-between part Right. And I think that's the work that a lot of us avoid is we don't realize how uncomfortable it can be to take the action and not see the result we want immediately. And so what we do to try and solve that is we avoid doing that hard thing when often what's required is finding those tools to help you self-regulate and really like soothe your system while you're doing the hard thing so that you can do the hard thing without also being miserable. This client also worked the hell out of selling more upon apologetically. Um, they promoted themselves a lot more freely. There was, I would say, like an opening in how willing they were to sell and promote themselves because they were rooted in that vision of their new work story. They also had to do a lot of work around celebrating milestones. And we spent a lot of time like pausing, digesting, and pattern interrupting that tendency to go on to the next thing as soon as they hit a goal, right? And that was so key for reclaiming the sense of choice of really acknowledging the progress that they were making along the way. 
And again, it was easier to do that because we had the the vision of the work story and what success looked like. And we could see when a micro version of that was manifesting, right? We could see that like, oh, you really want to be able to have the afternoon off and not be worried about clients while you're taking your little nap break or while you're reading that book or indulging in a little self-care, right? Like, if you want to be able to mentally turn off in that way, then you also need to be able to notice when you do that for maybe just like 10 minutes, or when you do that for one hour where you give yourself that like moment of rest and you don't feel guilty about it. Like, let's acknowledge that. Let's like imprint that as evidence that you are building that habit. Because so often what we do is we see that we're not at the end version of fully having like these awesome boundaries and never worrying about work when we're off the clock. And that feels so far away. But what we can really take in and see when we're starting to like create a new pattern, a new habit, and we can see that habit forming and name it, it's so much more encouraging to keep going and doing the work because often progress doesn't look like improvement, improvement, improvement. It looks like improvement, slight slide back, tweak, improvement, improvement. Maybe we went 10 steps back because we have a trigger or a tough moment. Then maybe we catapult forward if we can make it through and we go 20 steps forward, right? Like, So much of progress is not linear. And I know that's such a cliche, but I think we forget that with habit formation. We get so tough on ourselves and we then get pushed right back into that not enough, not doing enough, need to do more. What other actions can I take? Let me take whatever actions I possibly can. How do I take actions that other people want from me? And then we go into depletion, pulling back and not wanting to grow or run at anything. So I hope this was kind of a useful breakdown of how specifically that work around writing and crafting a new story and being able to tap into that alter ego version of yourself can really help you anchor in to the actions that are required to hold the boundaries of growth of holding the discomfort of the actions, the stretchy actions, the um, the unusual actions that maybe you might have to take to create that new result. And this client did such a beautiful job of holding themselves through that process of bringing the real stuff to our coaching sessions and really being able to shift the belief and boundaries work that was underlying all of those challenge points in the business and transform that into the action. And that's why this client got the results that they did. And so I invite you if you're really struggling and if you are trying to unlearn a lot of conditioning and programming about what it means to work, especially if you have absorbed that narrative of, you know, you need to work hard to create a lot of money, to create epic results, and you just don't want that to be true for you anymore, but you find yourself defaulting into that, this is a beautiful exercise to help you kind of recalibrate and renegotiate that North Star that you actually do want to be shooting for as it relates to the way that you work. So as usual, take what resonates, leave the rest. And if you would love someone to hold space for you and help you rewrite your work story and help you figure out what are the things standing between where you are right now and that booked out business, 
please feel free to book a discovery call with me. I would genuinely love to support you with this. This is truly what I'm excellent at is being able to see the gap between the promise that is existing in your vision and your business and all of that potential and being able to see where you're at now and help break down what are the things that we need to strategize our way there. I am also offering a very special session over the course of the next month. It is called Book Out Without Burning Out. This is a free 30-minute coaching session with me where we're going to do a deep dive and look at what is happening in your business. What does your marketing look like? What are your sales look like? What are you wanting to create? And what is the thing that's standing between you and your booked out business? This is for you if you have been trying to get booked out for a while and you're not quite sure what lever to pull next, what the breakdown is. This is not for you if you have a really clear strategy, you know exactly what work and steps you need to take. If you're in that process and you're just waiting until the results show up, keep working your strategy. I will be cheering you on. This call is not for you. But if you really don't know what that thing is, if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're constantly reworking your strategy, you're finding yourself like feeling really depleted, really discouraged. You've been at this for a while and you're just not seeing anything translate. I would love to support you. This call is going to give you the clarity on what that gap is between you and your booked out business so that you can feel really confident about where to focus your time, energy, and resources and finally get that business that is booked out, that is living that North Star version of your best life, your end game, your new work story. And I hope you'll take me up on that. Those sessions are going to be available during the month of April after I get back from a wedding in Austin at the end of this month. That link will be available in the show notes. So feel free to snag your free session and I will talk to you all next week. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.